Hello and welcome to the Broadcasting From Bed podcast. I'm your host, Carly Kratzer, and I'm a 30-something small business owner, dog mom, self-help junkie, and mental health warrior. I know how hard it can be to get out of bed when you're not feeling like your best self. So join me every Monday for candid conversations about mental health, self-awareness, and everything else that comes with finding and connecting to your authentic self. Let's learn and grow together so we can get out of bed and back into living our best lives. I'm so glad that you're here. Hello and welcome to episode two. Uh, You'll have to excuse my voice, guys. It is a little bit strained. I tested positive for COVID last week, um, so that has not been fun. (laughs) It was very comparable to strep throat. That's exactly what it felt like for me. So I'm still a little bit on the mend. I'm feeling a lot better, but my voice um, still feels a little bit strained. So as of this recording, my first episode was published yesterday so it's been like a full 24 hours since that was released and I want to be honest with you guys I spent last night feeling very very anxious um I felt very raw and exposed after that episode was published and I was fighting every urge in my body still am not to delete that first episode So that's how I'm feeling. Um, It's not a great feeling, but I'm going to push through the uncomfortability and really give this a shot. So um, in line with wanting to release episodes every week, I'm here recording episode two. And today I want to do a little bit of a deeper dive into OCD and intrusive thoughts because when I was listening to the first episode and editing the first episode, I could really sense my hesitation and my reluctance to talk about that. And of course, because it's something that's personal, it's something that caused a lot of distress for me when I was younger. And it's kind of like reading my journal aloud. So in doing that, it was really scary. And last night I had a lot of thoughts going through my head, like, well, what if people look at me differently after they hear this episode? Um, what if people don't trust me as a business owner after listening to this episode? All kinds of things, right? And so I'm just trying to really push through that uncomfortability. And we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive today on OCD and um, intrusive thoughts. That being said, I When I was listening back to the first episode, there was also a lot of cringing. I say, um, and you know, a lot. You guys wouldn't believe how many minutes of audio and of those two phrases that I had to cut from the first episode, and yet there's still those phrases in there. So I apologize. Hopefully the more that I do this, the more practice I get, I will say less of those things. But now that I've made mention of it, uh, they will probably be... I already want to say um. (laughs) I'll probably still show up in this episode. But anyway, let's get started. Okay, guys, so we're going to start with some definitions before we get into the more conversational part of today's episode. So I've got my internet tabs open here. We're going to look at the Mayo Clinic first to get a definition for obsessive compulsive disorder. So OCD features a pattern of unwanted thoughts and fears, those are the obsessions, that lead you to do repetitive behaviors, and those are the compulsions. 
These obsessions and compulsions interfere with daily activities and cause significant distress. So the person may try to ignore or stop the obsessions, but it only increases your distress and anxiety. Ultimately, the person might feel driven to perform compulsive acts to try to ease that stress. Um, Despite efforts to ignore or get rid of bothersome thoughts, they keep coming back and this then leads to more ritualistic behavior and thus the vicious cycle of OCD. Uh, It goes on to say that OCD often centers around certain themes. So for example, and probably the most recognized one and the one we think of most often when we think about OCD is the excessive fear of getting contaminated by germs. So to ease contamination fears, that person may compulsively wash their hands until they're sore and raw. And so obsessive compulsive disorder usually does include both obsessions and compulsions, but it's also possible to have only obsession symptoms or only compulsion symptoms. So that is something that I identify with. And I think in the OCD online community, they refer to this as pure O or purely obsessional OCD. And that's what I identify with. So when I would have intrusive thoughts, I didn't perform any kind of phys- uh, physical ritual to try to rid myself of the thoughts. For me, it was purely um, an internal process. So I would have the thoughts they would cause significant distress. I would then try to analyze the thoughts and break them down and I would just ruminate over them, right? So they would just cycle over and over in my brain as I tried to ask myself, like, why am I having these thoughts? Where did this thought come from? What does it mean to have those thoughts? What does it say about me as a person to have those thoughts? So I would try to break them down and analyze them and try to come up with a reason as to why these random thoughts would pop into my head, but the more you think about them, the more anxiety and distress that it would cause. So let's talk about the um, o- the obsession symptoms. So OCD obsessions are repeated, persistent, and unwanted thoughts or images that are intrusive and cause distress and anxiety. So the person tries to ignore them or get rid of them by performing a compulsive behavior or ritual. So for me, that was just trying to break them down and analyze them. The obsessions typically intrude when you're trying to think of or do other things. So that would be the case for me. All of a sudden, you know, I'd be driving the car or I'd be doing schoolwork or whatever. And just like a random thought would pop into my head or I would do an activity and this random thought would pop into my head. So obsessions often have themes to them. And so we talked about the fear of contamination or dirt. There's also doubting and having difficulty tolerating uncertainty. Hello, me, every day of my life. I hate uncertainty. I hate the unknown. Um, Another one is needing things orderly and symmetrical, which I talked about in the first episode. That was the first um, thing I can really remember when it came to mental illness and my mental health. Um, there, There may also be horrific thoughts about losing control and harming yourself or others. And then there's also unwanted thoughts um, around sexual or religious subjects. So I talked a little bit about my intrusive thoughts. I didn't go into too much detail in the first episode, but mine um, centered around harming myself, harming other people, and then picturing just terrible things happening to other people. So um, oftentimes you'll hear parents talk about well if my if I don't hear from my kid by curfew you know I imagine them in a ditch somewhere or I imagine them in the morgue somewhere so with OCD you can picture those things it's 
almost like having a nightmare when you're awake. Like the the pictures and the images in your head are so vivid. They would like physically cause me to wince and close my eyes and I would often feel so sick to my stomach when I would think about these things because it's the last thing anybody wants to think about, right? And I would think about just terrible things happening to people that I really loved and really cared about. I would think about terrible things happening to me. Um, When I was home alone, I frequently could picture somebody breaking in and assaulting me and it was very vivid and very, very scary. And so, you know, for, you know, when you have a dream and it feels really real and you can have physical responses, you know, you wake up sweating like that was happening for me when I was awake in real time and the more you would try not to think about it of course the more that you would you would think about it and it just heightened the cycle okay so I'm going to switch to a different article now because I find this fascinating and something I wish I knew when I first started having intrusive thoughts when I was younger so intrusive thoughts are often what we call ego dystonic so they are the opposite of what we actually want and intend to do they can be shocking and appalling but most of us know that they mean nothing and we're able to brush them off and say like well that was fucking weird why did I just think of that but people with OCD will fixate on thoughts like this and try to give them meaning and that's what causes the distress and in addition to that it can also lead to changes in behavior such as avoiding situations or withdrawing from normal day-to-day activities socializing with friends and family um, because you're so preoccupied with the thoughts that you're having and you're so worried that you might have those thoughts in the presence of other people right or that other people might trigger those thoughts Okay, so I also want to make sure that we touch on the compulsion symptoms as well. So OCD compulsions are repetitive behaviors that you feel driven to perform. The repetitive behaviors or mental acts are meant to reduce anxiety related to the obsessions or prevent something bad from happening. However, engaging in the compulsions brings no pleasure and usually only offers temporary relief from the person's anxiety. So the person may make up rules or rituals to follow that help control their anxiety when they're having the obsessive thoughts. The compulsions are excessive and often are not realistically related to the problem that they're intended to fix. And as with obsessions, compulsions typically have themes as well. So, for example, with the uh, most common one of the fear of contamination, their compulsions are typically centered around washing and cleaning. Um, Checking is another big one. So I'm sure a lot of you have left the house in the morning and thought, oh my gosh, did I turn off the stove? Did I lock the front door? Did I turn off my hair straightener or any other heated appliance? Um, But a person with OCD might repeatedly turn on and off the oven to like solidify in their brain that they did that they might do that 20 30 times right or do that with the lock on the front door Um, another thing is counting Um, another is orderliness some people might follow a strict routine and then others demand reassurance um, from others so actually in saying that I didn't believe that I had physical compulsions demanding reassurance was something that I did So for instance, when I would have an intrusive thought about something terrible happening to somebody that I loved or cared about, say I pictured them getting in a car accident, I would tell them like, you you need to drive carefully, okay? Like promise me that you'll drive carefully. You're going to drive carefully, right? And I, (laughs) I can hear how annoying that would be, but that was something that I did. I demanded reassurance from, from other people. 
Okay, so maybe you guys listening who don't have OCD are realizing, oh my gosh, I've had intrusive thoughts before, right? I've had, I've thought about really weird shit and <laughs> wondered why. Um, so that's the truth is that we all, as human beings, we've all had an intrusive thought or we have, we've had intrusive thoughts from time to time. Um, they just vary in their severity or the nature of them. And typically, people are able to just brush them off and accept that that was just like a really random weird thought and are able to move on with their day. But people with OCD and other health issues aren't able to do that. So people with PTSD um, also experience intrusive thoughts and it may be connected to a traumatic event. These thoughts may trigger some of the physical symptoms of PTSD such as increased heart rate and sweating and in some cases these thoughts can be so severe that they lead to flashbacks and intense psychological distress. Um, People who have developed an eating disorder may also experience intrusive thoughts that are harmful to their mental health. Individuals who have a brain injury or who have developed Parkinson's or dementia may also experience intrusive thoughts. And like I briefly touched on in the first episode, my aunt had experienced intrusive thoughts postpartum. And um, in my reading, I actually found that this is super common for new moms. So I want to talk about that because I am at the age of my friends. Uh, I'm in the age now where a lot of my friends are having kids, right? They've, um, they're starting their families. So I think that that's really important that we talk about that in this episode. Okay, so I'm going to switch to a different article here. So this was written by Alex Vance and I found it on verywellfamily.com. So in the article, Alex really bravely talks about how she overcame postpartum OCD and her intrusive thoughts. So at the beginning of the article, she talks, she lists, sorry, the most common postpartum intrusive thoughts that she had. So one was the baby dying from SIDS, dropping the baby, unwanted thoughts of harming the baby, constant recurring images of her baby post-mortem, and the impulse to shake the baby, even though that thought was like horrifying for her to hear. So um, I'm just quoting her here. It said, the onslaught of obsessive thinking made me question whether or not I was fit to be a mother. Every thought played on repeat, a relentless broken record, its needle piercing a hole in any shred of sanity that I had left. I felt alone and terrified, scared of the what ifs to a debilitating degree. She goes on to say that she was having regular panic attacks and because she wouldn't tell her partner what was going on, arguments with him were at an all-time high. Um, She says all he saw was a neurotic, anxious shell of his once bubbly, outgoing wife and didn't understand why. So Alex was living with this for 10 months and she talks about how it was just 10 months of bottled up anxiety. She had finally reached her breaking point and a panic attack that landed her in the hospital and she describes that as the wake-up call that she needed to finally get help so she began taking medication for anxiety and depression she began listening to meditations every night and opening up to her partner no matter how embarrassed she was um, who she said supported her every step of the way so that's a huge piece right that's something that I hope for everybody not only new moms but for um, for people with intrusive thoughts that they're able to talk to somebody about the the feelings that they have so she talks about how those intrusive thoughts may have consumed her at the time but they didn't define her 
So Alex also talks about how along with intrusive thoughts, many new moms might find themselves conforming to their irrational way of thinking. So this barrage of what-if scenarios can, uh, can force them to avoid certain behaviors, fearing that the child may accidentally get hurt. So they might refrain from bathing them, changing them, driving with them. It can severely affect how they care for their baby and ultimately straining that bond with their newborn, right? And the constant anxiety can also lead to relationship problems and arguments which no new parent needs right you've got so much on your plate already you don't want to think about adding any other stress to that situation so she talks about statistics as well and says while you frequently hear about cases of postpartum depression and anxiety postpartum ocd is much less commonly reported with an estimated three to five percent of women suffering from it but um there's a doctor in the article that talks about how that is likely highly underreported because many women feel ashamed to talk about it or scared to talk about it so because of this certain cases may not be properly identified or treated um but postpartum ocd is um, just an offshoot of postpartum anxiety but someone with ocd may not have anxiety and vice versa so it's very possible for someone to be misdiagnosed with anxiety or depression rather than ocd if not all of the symptoms are disclosed but because intrusive thoughts are so horrifying to deal with many mothers are terrified to admit having those thoughts and of course you can see that right you wouldn't want anybody to think that you truly want to harm your baby or you might worry that somebody might call child services or or what have you right whatever worry is happening for that new mom what's interesting too is that anyone can develop postpartum ocd regardless of whether or not they've experienced anxiety or depression in the past so i think that's really important to note is that this might be the first time that a new mom is experiencing anxiety and depression and OCD, right? They, it might not be something that they've dealt with before and now it's happening to them for the first time. So that can also add a huge element of fear. So what do we do when we're experiencing intrusive thoughts, whether that's postpartum or in everyday life and it's causing us anxiety and it's affecting our quality of life? The first thing I recommend doing is calling your doctor call your gp and make an appointment and start the conversation let them know that you've been experiencing symptoms of ocd now believe me i know that that sounds easier to do than it actually is i was terrified to have that conversation it feels very private to share thoughts that you have so much shame attached to But luckily for us, we now have Google and the World Wide Web and we can print off literature because there's so much of it now. You can print off that article that Alex wrote and I will link that in the notes for you. Um, You can print off a page from the Mayo Clinic and just say, you know, I'm... I've been experiencing this and it's been causing me significant distress. I'm not functioning day in my day-to-day life. I'm not bonding with my baby the way I want to. Whatever it is that you're experiencing, I want you to feel safe to share that because your doctor should be knowledgeable about these things. And if they're not, ask for a referral to somebody else. Ask for a referral to a psychiatrist for a proper diagnosis because I assure you, a psychiatrist will know about OCD, um, whether it's postpartum or not. So what was... A saving grace for me was medication. Medication 
significantly improved my quality of life and um, drastically reduced my intrusive thoughts. I still get them from time to time. And truth be told, after my first episode aired, my intrusive thoughts were running rampant because I was just feeling very, very anxious, very exposed. Um, but at least now I have an understanding of what it is and why it's happening. And I know that medication allows me to get my footing again and that it's not going to last forever. They're going to recede back once my medication is correct. And once I'm not in a state of just constant panic. So I want to leave you guys with this piece from Alex Vance's article, actually, the uh, one about postpartum OCD. She wraps it up so beautifully and she says, the most important step in overcoming postpartum OCD, and in my opinion, any OCD, is being honest with yourself and those around you. It's recognizing that your intrusive thoughts are not crazy and they're not intentions. They are just thoughts. So I'm going to leave you guys there because honestly, I could talk forever and ever and ever about intrusive thoughts. It's such a big topic. And like I said, there's a lot more research and literature on it now. And ironically, it's such a small part of the mental illness umbrella. Um, So I'm hoping that this episode gave you guys at least a brief introduction and an understanding more so than my first episode did. So we've delved a little bit deeper into... OCD and um, intrusive thoughts and who it can affect and I want to just take a minute to send some love to people listening who might be experiencing this and didn't have a name or an explanation for it. Now I'm hoping you can breathe a little bit of sigh of relief and know that you're not alone and you're not crazy. It's something that's happening in your brain that is so unfortunate and so scary and so sad but it's something that can be treated it's something that can be managed and i'm proof of that so a little bit of love to you guys you need it you deserve it and that's it for me i still have no idea how to end these and i had a few people say that i just need to make don't make it weird my sign off so don't make it weird (laughs) bye guys Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you love what you heard or know somebody who would, you can go ahead and click that subscribe button, share this episode directly using the link, or you can screenshot today's episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. I hope you'll join me next week for a brand new episode, but until then, be good to yourself. And in case no one's told you today, I love you.